Blog Talk Radio. It's March 15th, 2020. Hello and welcome to Working for a Living Radio Show, where progressives for change present opinions that matter. Tonight we're joined by co-host Jeff Brown, maybe our regular special guest, and I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. Please remember this. Good leadership is never about power and control to advance your own cause or hidden agenda, but rather for the honor and privilege of serving the members in the interest of the membership. Working for a living as a member of the Michigan Association of Broadcasters and is syndicated on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Listen Now, and Player FM. You may also follow us on Twitter. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm good, Leroy. How are you? Well, it's been an amazing week, <laughs> I'm going to say. Uh, yes, it has. Uh, it's been, we've seen just about everything you can imagine. And, of course, we've been talking about uh, this this whole collapse coming, and it seems to be coming in spades. We didn't know what was going to yep. cause it, but this this is uh, uh, pretty bad. And we didn't wish anybody to have anything like this or experience anything like this. So, uh, it's uh, just amazing. I mean, it, it, I got a letter from, well, somebody said that they uh, experienced Saturday morning. They, they woke up and experienced the, the apocalypse. Things were just crazy. Uh, running around, hoarding. And, and then other aspects, later in the day, I got, uh, you know, calls and things that things were eerily quiet. And, and that actually was the case on Friday as well. Uh, you know, we're seeing schools closed around the nation. And we're seeing, you know, the universities closing on, you know, on Thursday, all of the, the uh, it's pretty much everything. All the major sporting events, stuff like that, closed. Uh, several of the major uh, thing, basketball players had tested positive for the, with the coronavirus, also known as COVID-19. We're going to talk a little bit about that later in the show with regard to how it affects workers, especially auto work. And uh, I think you're going to find that interesting. Um, it's uh, it's something that's just just amazing. Um, we also tonight have a uh, at eight o'clock. There's a pres- presidential debate, and we don't want to be long because I think everybody wants to listen to this. Uh, so we're going to try and get out of here kind of quick tonight. But there is a lot to cover. Uh, having said that, we're going to pretty much forego the announcements this week's on this week's show. The probably the biggest one, um, and, and I don't mean to diminish anything else because uh, there's lots of stuff going on. There's a couple of strikes of workers. Uh, Teamsters are on strike, and I think one of the nurses groups are on strike. Uh, so it's uh, it's kind of uh, interesting in that regard. Uh, the we'll cover that more in more detail next week. Uh, because we don't want to bump bump into the the uh, presidential debate. Uh, 
I started to say one of the biggest things this week was the fact that OSHA reminded everybody that COVID-19, coronavirus-19, is a recordable injury. Now, that's significant, and we'll talk about that in my report. Uh, but that was announced during the week. Uh, so uh, we want to make sure that our people are safe. Remember, we're about 50 days behind China, according to a couple of people out there watching the headlines. Our headlines are now about 50 days behind China. And they shut down all manufacturing in China because they can. They're a dictatorship. Okay, so those workers, by and large, were protected. Our workers are now asked to go to work while their families are home from school or university or wherever else. And hopefully we don't have that spread from the workplace into the home. Now, I want to preface everything we're going to say and listen to them a lot. And we've been talking between ourselves about this. We don't want to be alarming. We want to be pragmatic, give you the facts, and give you a couple things that you can do. Okay? Everybody, we're not telling anybody not to go to work, none of that. That's a personal decision. If you're sick, you think, you know, problems, whatever, that's your call. But we have some things that we're going to talk about in my report that uh, we can, that you can do. Okay? Because, uh, well, I don't want to get into my report too premature. So we do have some, some emails. Um, uh, and, uh, again, we don't want to be too alarmist, but, you know, we got we got a lot of stuff. I mean, but it's on everybody's mind. So, um, Jeff, you want to take that first email, please? Sure. No problem. Hi, Leroy. Here in Norway, I am housebound due to the virus. All of my coworkers are are ordered back to work from home until further notice. All business travels are banned, name withheld. Um, this seems to be what's coming here to the United States, and we wish you and everyone well. Right. Um, you know, our, we we have. Listeners all around the uh, the globe, and uh, they're they're loyal as you can imagine, and uh, we really want to thank all of our listeners around the globe, uh, everywhere, because uh, we we appreciate uh, your sport and everything that you're you know you do and you you follow up in your own communities even overseas. So uh, we appreciate that, and we wish everybody the best during this time. You know this particular uh, listener uh, expressed, you know, openly that, you know, he, uh, the, the, you know, they're, they're housebound there. He, you know, his co-workers happen to be a gentleman, you know, so. Um, number two, uh, I hear a lot of people saying, if I got the coronavirus, I would survive. So I'll just take my chances. The way I see it, yeah, You'd survive it, but you might carry it to someone who might not. And that, folks, is a problem. 
name withheld. Your, your observation seems to be spot on. Then the question becomes, do you want to really be considered a murderer? Because if you give it to somebody that's at risk, that's likely what you're going to be. You don't know you have it for upwards of 21 days. Consider to those around you. All right? Go ahead, Jeff. Okay. Number three. This is scary. But the president wisely shut our borders weeks ago to the Chinese. And if I'm not mistaken, he also gave an order not to accept certain medical supplies to China. Only what is available and made in the U.S. Name what's held. For some reason, they they know and understand the World Health Organization has declared coronavirus 19 as a pandemic. We are not medical professionals like they are, but it seems to be very serious. So that's that's that one. Leroy, I seen a, a report to you Friday night or Thursday night. I can't remember which one night. Um, that China's new cases are being reported are are declining now. They went up. Right. China That's what they've been looking for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exactly they what they're looking for. Right. So that what, what, in, in that regard, what's got everybody right? Go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Well, in that regard, that's what's got everybody a little edgy, you know, uh, on this issue because uh, about a week ago, the uh, new cases were like. Uh, you know, they were still down below 50. And now it's over 2,000 in the last seven days. And that geometric curve has got everybody concerned because if people are cavalier about it and just walking around, I mean, I went out today and I, I put a mask on, okay? I'm at risk, okay? I'm uh, over 60, and that makes me at risk. Uh, and... Uh, so I, I simply don't want to be, you know, a victim, a fatality. And, you know, I, I view the, the uh, whole mask situation. Uh, if you have a mask on and you are infected and you don't even know it, you see, that's the problem. You don't know it for, you know, a good long while. You know, people are they're, they're testing uh you know the scant the the, the uh, uh, folks that are are uh, uh, scanning people at the airports and you know different places. I have a friend that scans all outs. He works at the prison, and he scans all of the outside custodian people, like the, the police officers come in with a uh, a, a uh, uh, person in in custody, and they scan everybody. Well, they were doing that without a mask. And this is a friend of mine. Okay, so I got him a mask, right? These people should be having a mask. Because if, if they don't know, I mean, even scanning, they find out their current temperature. You know, there's no test to find out that's quick enough 
to find out if they are actually positive for this. So you have to act as if everything is contaminated, okay? And just take the proper precautions, okay? And it's, it's that simple. Now, back to masks, okay? If those persons coming in were infected, okay, if they coughed on anybody or sneezed, okay, if they didn't have a mask on, it's just going out and infecting everybody else. If you have a mask on, it, it captures it, right? I mean, everybody's seen this. We're just repeating what medical professionals have said. So it captures it. So that stops everybody else from getting it around you, okay? And if they don't have a mask on and you don't, your chances of getting it are, you know, pretty high, okay? But if, you, if they don't have a mask on and you do have a mask on, okay, and they sneeze and it comes on you, you're not likely going to get it as long as you wash your hands every 30 minutes or so. We're going to talk about that uh, a little bit more, but I want everybody to understand the mask situation. Wearing a mask prevents you from getting it, largely prevents if as long as you wash your hands and they'll put your hands to your face and stuff, protects you, okay, and then from anybody sneezing on and, and if you happen to have it and you sneeze, you're protecting everybody else with a mask, as long as you have a mask on. So, you know, I'm just a fan of masks. They, there's, there's people all over the board on it. Uh, you know, uh, they say only medical professionals. But this is something that's pretty contagious, okay? And we don't want to be honest because I'm, you know, I'm in the, the opinion as long as we practice good safety and we have the proper equipment, like if you're doing a job and you need gloves, you should be wearing gloves. You need a welding helmet, you should have a welding helmet. Need, you need tinted glasses to do bracing, you should have tinted glasses. Whatever is required, okay? So without getting too much into my report, I want everybody to understand that mask situation. Because we talked about it in, a, in a, an article I wrote Friday, okay? But this is all based in health and safety as every UAW contract that I know about has a health and safety clause in it. And the federal law protects strikers who go out on strike for health and safety issues. Title 29 USC 158 at all, if you want. So uh, let's for some reason. I hope everybody's hearing me okay. Uh, so that's that's one of those things that you, you just, you know, you, you need to understand it, okay? So uh, having said that, um, uh, I mean, uh, did we, get, we got to the last thing. Yeah, it, it, you know, this stuff, it can be a lot more serious if we don't contain it, okay? And containment's and just, you know, making sure that you, you don't pass it on or you don't receive it. It's real simple, okay? It's, it's that simple. All we have to do is be diligent. And, and you got to, you know, yeah, you might be able to, to weather it, but did you give it to somebody who can't? I'm wearing a mask. I'm driving to Detroit Metro Airport tomorrow. I'm wearing a mask. 
my buddy that I'm picking up, I have a mask for him. Because he's not, he's just coming home from Vegas, and he's been kind of cavalier about it out there. Okay? Don't know. Right? If you don't know, be careful. That's it. That's, that's it. So uh, let me take this definition uh, and pandemic. Uh, and everybody's, you know, known that this is a pandemic, right? So but I want to, you know, define what a pandemic is. Okay, a pandemic is a disease epidemic that has spread across large region, for instance, multiple continents or worldwide. Okay, it's just the word itself sounds really bad. But we want to have caution out there, and we want everybody to understand that it's just something that has spread worldwide. And it's easier to do that today because we have a lot of mobile people, okay? A lot of mobile people. 11% of the students at Michigan State University are from China, okay? They're from China. They go home three or four times a year at different times of the year for any ungodly known reason. They're, they're homesick. They want to see their parents. Their parent got sick, whatever. Somebody got sick. They're back and forth like yo-yos. So it's easy to spread stuff. All of the, the cargo and stuff and the parts that are moving around. So that's just, that's, that, the pandemic is a hell of a lot easier today than it was in the 1918 and the, 19, and the 1820 issue. But, you know, here it is. It's pretty contagious, so we got to protect ourselves. It's that simple. So, Jeff, you, you want to take that, uh, that quote? We try to, I try to find something that's a little, little calming in the quote, you know. So go ahead. Yeah. Many a calm river begins with a turbulent waterfall, yet none hurdles and foams all the way to the sea. Make sense? That was, who, who did that? I don't even know if I uh, can say see, that guy's name. I'm not even going to attempt it. It looks like a Russian <laughs> name. Mikhail. Yeah, I think it is. Lermonotov. Yeah, I think it's Russian. Yeah. But, you know, I look for something kind of calming, you know. This, you know, in other words, this too will pass. It, it might be here for a minute. Let's try and keep it to a low roar so none of this, the hospital, you know, uh, capacities get stretched because they're all worried about that now. Let's just keep it down. You know, I'm pretty much self-isolated right now. I know Jeff does that almost all the time anyhow. Uh, you know, uh, if you're retired, you can do, you know, uh, so... Uh, Jeff, you want to go into your report there? We're about 7.20 right now, 20 minutes in. Let's, uh, let's try and keep it a little short tonight because we got uh, uh, the, right. the whole yeah, the presidential debate. Okay. Yep. Uh, somebody posted this on our, web, on our Facebook page. And I never heard of this one, so it's new to me. It's called the Bread and Roses Crisis. Um, as we come marching, marching, we battle for men, for they are women's children, and we mother them again. 
Our lives shall not be sweated from birth until life closes, hearts starve, as well as bodies. Give us bread, but give us the roses. And this is supposed to be a, a, a strike there in 1912 by mostly women. And the women back then made the majority of the textile workers in, in New England uh, after there was a lot of grueling conditions, pay cuts, 20,000 workers all walked off the job. Two months of effective organizing and striking gave way to better pay and basic productions for thousands of workers across the state and served as a model for our workers across the world to organize in the 20th century. Um, so I never heard of this from the Bread and Roses strike. It reminds me much of the uh, Triangle uh, Textile Workers fire back around the same time in New York. Um, there was a uh, women working and making shirts, and they were locked in. They locked doors, then working hours, locked windows, and the building was quite tall, and uh, a fire broke out. And all the women and people in the building died. And that's what caused us now to have laws that they cannot lock the doors during hours. Some of us are more familiar with that, that incident. But we also right, want to recognize... Chicken, the, uh, that was in, Jeff, was that in South Carolina? The chicken uh, processing company, was that it? Where they they got no, locked in and they couldn't get out. And... That was, that, well, yeah, that that's a different one, Leroy. But I'm talking about uh, this is the right. uh, okay. famous one in New York. Um, okay. I forgot about the Tyson's one. And the last right. one, next one, we'll do it real quickly here. We want to thank all the nurses who were 12-hour shifts, three days in a row, who helped make the patients' lives more comfortable while they are recovering from whatever they have bothered them. But those women and men, uh, they really work the butt off. So I salute the nurses right now. So, and I'll end it with that, Leroy, because I know you want to keep it short. Yeah, okay, Jeff. Well, I want to just comment a little bit. You know, the, you know, the, the nurses are going to be working more than their three days here pretty soon. Uh, as this ramps up in our country, uh, you know, and I know the nursing staff and all the medical staff and doctors in Italy are really doing uh, yeoman's work. Uh, you're no longer a specialist or anything. Everybody is a triage doctor or nurse in Italy at this time. Uh, you know, they, they care for the patients as best they can. Um, uh, there's a post on my page. There was, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan, uh, but... Uh, Glenn Beck uh, from the Blaze talked about two letters that he received from Italy from a nurse, one from a nurse, I believe it was, and one from a doctor. I I encourage everybody to go listen to that. Go to my, it's uh, on the uh, article uh, that I wrote as well for on the dot com. There's a link to it there, and there's a link to it on my homepage. Uh, I encourage everybody to go there. Because if you're not 
taken precautions yet. After you listen to that, you will be, I guarantee you. Now, we're not trying to be alarmist. We want you to just do the simple things for yourself and others around you. So, uh, but God bless the nurses and the whole medical staff. Uh, you know, there's a lot of female doctors out there. I, I know quite a few, actually. Uh, so, uh, good, uh, good, good report, Jeff. So, uh, I want to talk about what OSHA said uh, in their report, and they said they reminded everybody uh, by an by an announcement on their page that COVID-19, if you get it, it's a recordable injury. Now, this is an area, one of the few times that I believe personally that the our union and the management uh, of all the companies have common ground, okay? We want to see our companies survive in all ways, so we have jobs, right? And they want to see the company survive for their benefit. Uh, we both benefit when the company survives. You get recordable injuries, and, and they're not good. It's incumbent on both, because we have a health and safety department, both the union, okay, to hold management accountable when we have issues where our members don't have the proper protective equipment. And we talked about a minute ago, I did, said you need gloves, you should have gloves. You need a, a, uh, 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 a mat, you know, un, un, under your feet. You know, you should have a mat under your feet. Somebody's pinging me, I don't know what that's going on. I'll try to keep that to a little lower, let's see. Uh, somebody, hard to say. Okay, so um, let's see what they're saying. <laughs> They're making the case not to go to work. We're not telling anybody not to go to work. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, you know, if you are sick, you shouldn't go to work. You know, I mean, you know, everybody's saying that. So, but uh, you know, just uh, uh, just as a preventative measure, you should still go to work. But while you're there, you ought to be protected. So. Getting back to the health and safety, okay? You know, we have health and safety committee persons, uh, appointed people. It's been a joint program for a long time, may not be, but we still have have it in, uh, you know, our own regard. We always, before health and safety, we, or before joint programs, we had health and safety reps, okay? Uh, usually at the shop committee level, uh, you know, and as I recall, uh, in fact, I, uh, I I can't quote his name right now, but I was neighbors with the the guy and his daughter works quite a while, um, and they didn't they lived a block and a half away from from me. So uh, there's there's been health and safety for a long time, and whether you need a pair of gloves, a, a relief mat, you know, under your feet, so that you you know. Uh, can if you're on your feet all the time and you need a mat, 
that, you know, I mean, they, they got some amazing mats out there now that, uh, you know, for, for your, uh, uh, you know, anti-fatigue mat, I guess they call, some of them call it. So, it, you know, whether a welding helmet, whether you need a particular tool that's safer, okay, rather than something else, if you need, you know, ergonomic uh, torque wrench as opposed to a regular torque wrench or uh, a gun, all of that comes under health and safety and some ergonomics, right? In China, as I mentioned, they shut down the plants. Totally. We're equally as important as the Chinese workers, at least equally as important. Yet and still, they're demanding that they continue production. And I'm going to make the case as somebody who could have been president of our union, that we, for the reasons I articulated about masks earlier, if you have it and don't know it, and you sneeze, if you have a mask on, you protect everybody around you. If there's somebody around you that doesn't have a mask, and you have a mask, and that person sneezes on you, likelihood of you getting it are, is less if you have a mask on. So I make the case for masks. Okay, I'm not a medical professional, but I'm a union person, and I know when you need a pair of gloves or anti-fatigue mat, a welding helmet, and in this case, I'm saying you need masks. And I'm going to go a little further, a little bit. I'm going to make the case that if you're not going to shut us down, you're going to provide such uh, relief as need be in order to keep us safe as we work in the plant and around the nation and other jobs that are office jobs. All manner of people are represented. Student, I mean, they're, they're not out because they're, they've shut down all the universities. We have graduate assistants. Everybody should have a mask. We ought to have pure readily available for every workstation. It might be one for two or three stations, but it's close at hand. Now, I'm going to say one more thing. I've been talking to a lot of people the last few days, and I've said this, and everybody's liked it. If you're not going to shut us down, and washing hands is so important, one minute every half an hour, wash, hand washing break. The line goes down. If you're working in the office, you grab a Purell, whatever, wash your hands. And then if you have to touch your face, your hands are completely clean, and you can wipe the sweat off your forehead, a little winker out of your eye or your nose, or just brush your mouth because something got stuck there when you were eating or drinking or whatever. By the way, it's 7.30. I'm going to take a little drink and tell you a little secret that I learned, too. Okay. Not much of a drink, just a little bit. As it turns out, if you take a little drink, it forces that down into your stomach and it kills it every 20 minutes or so. So that's another thing you can do for yourself. I'm only repeating a medical professional that said that. I'm not a medical professional. We don't intend to be any. So 
because this is a recordable injury, and because it's so contagious, we recommend, I recommend, me, I'll take all this heat, that if you don't have protective equipment, commensurate to what we've talked about here on this show tonight, on your workplace, that you call your health and safety rep immediately tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow night or tonight if you have third shift when you go in early, third shift on a Sunday night. Uh, call your health and safety rep and, and ask for that. Go to medical, ask for a mask. They'll have a few, get them if you're first in line. Recommend to your health and safety rep that they did, in fact, shut down China. If they're going to make us work, we want at least one minute every half hour in order to wash our hands because we're picking up parts that may be contaminated. That's my recommendation. Call your, call your health and safety rep. Go to medical, ask for a mask. They'll run out quick, but ask anyhow. Because if you ask and they didn't give, a, give me one, they have to make a record of it, right? And then when that recordable accident comes, oh, my, they're going to look pretty bad. So we're putting some leverage on them right here now. Get your masks, right? Recommend to your health and safety person when they come, man or woman, brother or sister, when they come, you recommend to them, China was shut down at least give us one minute every half hour if they want to continue production in order to satisfy our customers. We understand that. This is an area where the union has as much responsibility as management to protect our members. And it lies in the health and safety aspect of our agreements without question. We've only parroted what health professionals have said regarding the issues of protection and washing hands regularly. Most of the jobs today do not facilitate taking a few seconds and washing your hands. So we're going to have to get to where you're going to have to shut down for a minute Every half hour, if you don't have 16 minutes in eight hours, rather than shutting the place down, then you're sorry-ass managers. Mary Dara, if you don't come out and make that announcement and people die, God help you. It'll be on your conscience and on your karma for the rest of your life into eternity. This is something I am passionate about if you haven't figured it out. A lot of other people just running around out there saying, well, this, we need a resolution. Oh, I've got to look over my head, my, my shoulder, somebody's going to prosecute me. We don't have those issues here. We're worried about the membership. And while I said I'll take all the heat for saying that, believe me, I have consulted with most everybody in our team about what to, what to say here on the show tonight. We don't want to be alarmist. 
But we're telling you, our union has a responsibility for your safety, as well as management. And they better get their head out of their ass, and we're going to say this good news bad in the next three to four days. Because in my article, I said, under threat of union-wide strike for health and safety issues, we demand proper protections under health and safety. Now, that's as far as I'm going to go with it. All right? You folks do what you want to do. Please go to work. I'm not telling anybody not to go to work. If you're sick, stay home like you're supposed to, right? But, you know, get these guys on the ball. I'm going to tell you something. The masks that I have, I bought almost eight weeks ago. And now as my friends start to talk to me, all of my friends here locally have a mask to wear. Everybody. My blind buddy that, that, that I take around from time to time, mask. My national championship basketball player friend, mask. My attorney friend, mask. My barber, mask. Everybody I know has a mask, and I bought them a long time ago. I had vision, unlike the other leaders in our union, and I'm not too happy about it. Hell, we had somebody out there saying, well, I went to Sam's. They didn't have any water. They didn't have any bread. They didn't have any uh, uh, paper products. They didn't have any ground beef, and you didn't have vision. Think about this a little in advance. I mean, I mean, even myself, I don't. I eat out a lot. And I've decided not to eat out so much. But like three weeks ago, I went out and spent almost $250 on stuff. You've got to have a little vision, folks. It isn't like, we, you know, our members can't afford to go out and spend a couple hundred bucks on stuff they need in advance. And, you know, where's the leadership? How come we don't have masks from, from eight weeks ago for our members? Everybody knew this was coming. This wasn't any damn secret. Others are, you know, worried about just about anything you can think of. Just go listen to them. I mean, that's all we're going to say about it. All right. Um, update on the ratification appeal. Uh, I received the International Union's answer. They were asked in my uh, original appeal to recuse himself uh, because there are items of constitutionality uh, that involve them or may involve them, and we want to make sure that they get a proper hearing. Uh, they relied on Stephen Jokic's uh, public review board opinion during his time. Uh, I want to remind everybody that Stephen P. Jokic got us, or not, not retired that long ago, but got retirees in 1996. He got retirees a 2% increase, and he got retirees cola ketchup, otherwise known as uh, the Christmas bonus. So permissive bargaining was a positive thing under Stephen P. Jokic. He noticed that 
some presidents were retiring prior to the end of their term, and they were functioning and double-dipping. That pissed him off, quite frankly. And, and there was a case during his tenure that said pres, uh, presidents can't be a retiree, and that's why that came. He didn't want them double-dipping, getting their pay, pay, uh, pension, and some of the guys were getting almost international staff wages. A lot of the bigger locals do. $500 less than the international staff rep. And that pissed him off. So Jokic was pretty aggressive. He went out there and changed that with a PRB decision. He, he forced it up there, and, and they decided that uh, retirees can't run for president. And this decision that they sent uh, talked a lot about running for president. It has nothing to do with running for president. And they're trying to expand the, the matter. The, the proper public review board decision is quoted and cited in the uh, uh, the appeal that I that I wrote, okay, and that's Shotwell versus uh, UAW, okay, and uh, he lost that, okay, Shotwell lost it. He noted uh, that uh, something about that in the uh, a recent article he wrote. I think. Uh, uh, Live bait and ammo 178 or something like that. Anyhow, uh, he uh, he lost that, and that said that retirees cannot participate in the bargaining process. Okay, we never sought to seek to participate in the bargaining process. We never sought to vote in it. We never sought to affect the outcome. But once the outcome was reached the result of the ratification vote that seemed to be unconstitutional. We're still wondering about that. It just seems to be. We've asked for higher authority with credentials to determine that. Okay. Once it was reached, then it was appealed based on constitutional matters, not bargaining issue matters. In fact, we went so far as to say we don't want to affect the, the uh, result other than it might be unconstitutional, and we don't want to try and force a, a revote in any way. We just want to know was this unconstitutional because we think it could be. I think it could be. All of our people around me think it could be unconstitutional of the UAW Constitution. And if that's the case, a whole lot of people that negotiated it and approved it have a problem. Some of them have run around at their union meetings making a record of the fact that they said, you know, I didn't know anything was going on. I didn't know. I didn't know. I threw, they threw, threw Terry Dietis under the buses, not telling them what was going on. Their name and signature and and uh, initials are all over the white pages, but they're saying they didn't know because they're making a record to think they can get out of what the Hobson's Choice that's coming their way that I've set up for them. Ho look up Hobson's Choice. Basically, it says that you have no other choice left to you but a bad one, and it's coming. It's walking their way down. Now, they said that the charges, uh, uh, the, uh, the matter's closed. Well, they... 
have not read the Constitution, evidently, because it's not closed. It's subject to appeal to the Public Review Board, and I am crafting an appeal to the Public Review Board as we speak, not at this moment, but during this time, and I'll have it timely posted and sent out to them, the Public Review Board, and there's a whole lot of things that they have uh, made mistakes on, not the least of which they just simply didn't recuse themselves because it affected them. Right? But it's going to be interesting read, and they're not going to like it. Because they just saying what they said violated Title 29 U.S.C. 157, protected and concerted activities. We have the right to help the membership. Now, of course, I'm a retiree, and they're challenging that. But I want to make a point here to everybody, all the workers, the active workers in particular. Much of our team is retired. But at least two of the issues on this appeal are yours, temporaries, no more than three consecutive months. Two, we're supposed to make the corporation competitive. And that means to shrink the jobs, fewer people doing the same work. And that helps you. Not us. We're looking out for you. COVID virus. All of my passionate comment tonight is directed at workers on the floor doing whatever job and in whatever capacity as an active dues band member of our union. We are not separate. We are together in solidarity. And everybody needs to understand that. This is a group that cares deeply and passionately about every member, active or retired. My last comment, uh, that's kind of the update on the appeal. Uh, they're not going to like what I write. They're just simply not going to like it. They made so many mistakes it ain't even fun. It's almost as bad as the lo local union uh, letter that I got. That's how bad it is. Not quite as bad. At least they put a time, a date on it, and they signed it. <laughs> All right, last issue is uh, uh, Trump's been asked to mobilize the military. He hasn't done that yet. Uh, they, they have the National Guard in New Rochelle, New York. In my understanding, it's been reported to me that they're, they're uh, uh, marshaled there. They're they're active in, in uh, doing the streets, et cetera, you know, making sure everybody stays in. Uh, we don't know if they're, they're going to do that. Uh, obviously, if it, the cases continue to escalate in a geometric way, you know, you get four or five, ten thousand 10,000 in another couple of days, they're going to get pretty scared because people are cavalier and not paying attention and doing what they're supposed to, and they're going to shut it down. So uh, there's, I've got rumors out there to that effect already. 
Um, you know, our recommendation would be make sure you have enough supplies. Don't hoard stuff. If you need, you know, three tins or boxes or drums of oatmeal to last you three or four weeks, get three. Don't get ten or a dozen, okay? And you'll, you know, in, in Italy, just for example, the banks are open, grocery stores are open, and the pharmacies are open. So people can still go there. They better go straight back and back forth. And in China, they, you know, nobody's allowed out without a mask. That's part of the root of our, our report here tonight. They've been successful at reducing their, their new cases by having everybody have a mask on. Everybody. Stay in, in the house. If you go out, have a mask, and there's no, no, uh, uh, no mass uh, meetings or anything outside, and they are monitoring it with drones. Okay, if you don't think the U.S. military doesn't have drones, I got news for you, or even police departments. So uh, that's about all I got to say. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, our Anybody in our switchboard has a hand up here? Uh, see a hand? No hands. Thanks for everybody in the switchboard listening, by the way. Uh, so um, we're 7.51. We wanted to be short. We are. We do have a hand. All right. I think this is Tom. Let's bring Tom on. Welcome, Tom, to the show. Uh, there you are. Should be here. Just a sec. Welcome uh, to the show, Tom. And uh, we're trying to keep it before eight. We got nine minutes, so keep that in mind, bro. Yeah, that's uh, that's why I didn't uh, key in there. But I would uh, add one thing uh, to what you said on the uh, uh, response to your appeal. And uh, I'm quite familiar with the with the appeal. And it uh, to me, it it marks a sad day for for the membership to. Uh, understand that somebody would craft a letter in response to your appeal in the manner that uh, two bodies have done, one your local and one the uh, executive board. And I'm sure that uh, probably most of the people in the executive board did not see that response, uh, maybe a handful of them, but uh, I'm sure it was somebody that was on staff there doing it as, as, as usual. And uh, I would only hope that that staff member that wrote that answer to your appeal can go home every night and look himself in the mirror and say he truly represents the ideals of the UAW that was put in place under the Ruther brothers because they, they have the audacity to sit out there and claim that they're the Ruther caucus. You know, I've, I've been told since then they call them the, themselves the administrative caucus, which further... Uh, further to them from the ideals of uh, three great men and a bunch of men and women working on the floor back in the day. Uh, it just uh, just disappoints me to see once great union uh, fall as rapidly as, as they did over the last 10 or 12 years. And uh, uh, my prayers to that gentleman who, who wrote that and, uh, the understanding that he's let down thousands of people, brothers and sisters out there, in regards to getting them a decent contract, not only now, 
but in the future, and abiding by the rules and regulations of our great union, the UAW Constitution. I know you're in a hurry, and I didn't want to key in, but uh, I'm done with what I have to say tonight, Leroy, and uh, it really saddens me. And uh, uh, I'm praying for that gentleman, and I'm praying that uh, that the people at the Solidarity House, even though they don't go there anymore, they're hiding out someplace, uh, uh, God knows where. I think they changed their location. So uh, I'm praying that sometime, at some date, very soon, they come to the realization of what their task is really about. And uh, they've lost their path. It's nothing saying that they can't return to that path. I, I hear the rhetoric out there, but I see nothing, nothing in regards to what their PR people are putting out there. I see no results. And this is just another example of, of what, what we're talking about in disappointments to not only our group, but the membership out there anticipating uh, good things from, from their leadership. So, all right, Leroy, that's all I have. Okay. Just to follow up, Tom, uh, interestingly enough in their answer, they did not deny any of the uh, uh, four elements of the appeal. They, they did not deny them, okay? And that speaks volumes about them. Only thing they did was attack the messenger just because the messenger might be a retiree and may not participate in bargaining at the local union level, by the way. That's what that all of them, all of them have said. And we do vote for delegates, and we can run for delegate. Therefore, if we can vote for it, then we can run for it, right, or appeal it. So I want to be clear about all that uh, So on, on the show. And they didn't deny nothing, none of the charges. They're not charges, they're appeals, the four elements of the appeal. They didn't deny them. And that speaks volumes about, about what they've done to our membership. And especially, especially no. the temporary workers. Okay, yeah. so having Leroy, said that, are you, go, ahead, go ahead. I may have misunderstood you then. Uh, I thought you said uh, the, uh, the appeal is uh, is null and void because you're not recognized as a bona fide member and you have no rights to appeal. I thought that, oh, that's no, what you I, said. I, I, that's their opinion, but I, their, the appeal process is very clear. It goes to the local, it goes to the IEB, and then it goes to the public review board. Notwithstanding, they always deny them. Okay, you know, always they'll say, "Well, no, 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 no. This is our decision." They, they, it, just because he says the matter's closed doesn't mean it's closed. If he's doing that, then I'm going to bring him up on charges for violating the Constitution. Yeah, because that, the, that's the, the appeal process goes to the public review board. In light of the way I read your appeal, okay, and his answer to you. His proper response should have been, we recuse ourselves uh, and take the next step, basically, go to the public that's, review board. That, that, correct. That's what they should have done. And they just, they, all they did was attack the messenger, okay, rather than even address the issues. And, and they, based on what was requested in the appeal, is that they should have recused themselves, and that's proper in any and all. I shouldn't have to ask for that, okay? 
if they have a conflict of interest and the matter before them is something that affects them, they're obligated to recuse themselves. So their answer is improper. Think about it. Okay. Uh, thank you, Tom, for your... That's my point. Hey, uh, you're running out of time, right. brother, and uh, it's time right. for recognizing yeah, we're gonna, the clock. Yeah. Jeff, you got anything to say? Closing out? No, sir. No, sir. Okay. Okay, Tom said he's done, so I'm I'm done. I want to thank all the listeners, especially those global listeners out there who actually send us stuff now and then. Appreciate it. Kudos to you. Good luck. Uh, you know, one of them works for the largest uh, uh, natural gas company. Was it natural gas company? No, nitrogen uh, fertilizer. Nitrogen fertilizer company. That's what it was. Sorry about that. Uh, in the world. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. One of them, one of our listeners. Yeah, I, you know, it's kind of cool. I don't want to say his name, but you know, it, it, he's you know from Norway. You know, uh, uh, anyhow, thanks to our Canada and Mexico listeners. Thanks to all of our UAW members and all of union and non-union listeners in the, uh, uh, the the nation here in the United States. If you found this show to have value for you, please tell just one more person. Thank you for everybody that are listening. Uh, have fun, and please stay safe. Keep everybody around you safe, too, in the coming week. God bless each and every one of you. Good night, listeners. Good night, Jeff. Good night, Tom. Good night. Have everybody around you safe, too.